Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that as you listen to this message, the revelation of God works wonders in your life, that you may see yourself move from one realm of glory to another, you bearing fruit that may abound, that all people shall be drawn unto you because of the light that you carry and because of the amazing anointing that is upon your life, that you may see you enjoy the riches that have been promised unto you, the riches that come from the throne of God. May that be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. In case you want to get in touch with me, please drop me an email, fountain.life12 at gmail.com, and I shall be in position to respond to you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let me preface by saying, the world as is, there is so many changes that have happened and there are so many things that we've had to adapt to so as to seek relevance and gain relevance in the world as is. And there are so many things that we would easily have ignored so many years ago and so many decades ago, but now we cannot afford to because they are always in our faces and we are choosing to immerse ourselves as well so as to get acceptance because Years ago, I remember uh, as a football fan, a young football fan, whenever someone scored a goal, it was okay to express themselves in whatever way possible. And for as long as it wasn't a political gesture that would uh, bring about a division, it was okay. You would talk about your Lord Jesus Christ, you talk about whosoever you believe in, as long as it did not bring division. Of course, there were exceptions. Like I remember in the mid-2000s when uh, Paolo Di Canio, uh, I think at the time was playing for Lazio, scored and made uh, uh, a, a sign uh, uh, in reference, of course, to, to, to uh, Mussolini. Uh, of course, uh, for, for many history students, I'm sure you've heard of Mussolini. And it brought about a division and it was later banned because that one was kind of apparently inciting violence. So in that regard, maybe it was understandable. Okay, but uh, about the other people, the Christians would express themselves in whatever way they felt like, and uh, uh, Muslims per se, and all sorts of people, okay, because it was okay. Now, fast forward uh, a few years later, regardless of the message that is underneath uh, your, your jersey you cannot uh, express it. Because if you do, you're cautioned. Okay, with a yellow card. It's a bookable offense. And you ask yourself, okay, how did we get here? Because, you see, the world as is, as we continue to be more and more work, there are so many things that apparently we are supposed to be more acceptable of, and we are supposed to be diverse. And in our being diverse, there are certain rules and regulations that we are apparently supposed to follow. The crazy thing is that with the work culture, the way it operates, because it's largely driven by the liberals, in the liberal mandate, apparently you are supposed to think whichever way that you feel like, because there are always uh, sides to a story, and there are always uh, no limitations to a mindset. But now you are telling us that someone can 
think whichever direction that they uh, feel like. But the crazy thing is that you're putting them also in a box that, no, this is how you're supposed to think. Wait a minute, isn't that now driven towards tyranny in one way or another? Because you are telling me that I can freely express myself, but no, you should express yourself like this. How is that supposed to be liberal? Okay, I, I started with uh, an example that is coming from sport, but this is something that has gone towards the other aspects of life and we continue to see many people being put up in a box and people being put up uh, in a state where they cannot freely express themselves because when the work culture came it was supposed to change the total mindset of the world so that we are driven towards uh, globalism where people are supposed to immerse themselves in the world as is because so many things uh, have probably been uh, modernized. So we also have to adapt to the new trends. And whoever thought in the ways uh, of old is uh, looked as, uh, as irrelevant. So even for us, the children of God, we're supposed to adapt our systems and environments and see to it that we are also uh, uh, accepted, okay? Otherwise, we shall remain irrelevant in times as is. But you see, as we continue to move each and every day, we see things that uh, shock us and things that put us in, in thought where you are supposed to ask yourself, number one, where you are as a Christian, and number two, what is that thing that you hold so sacrosanct in your life that you cannot let go of? Because each and everything that we do in this world is supposed to be driven by what we are cultivating in our Lord Jesus Christ. While it's one thing for us to say that we are the children of God, but it's not merely by just speaking and by saying that. It's the Lord who gives us the power. You know the scripture tells us in John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God. Glory to God. He gave them the power. But as many as received him. But how do we receive? Because when... For example, I am in a discussion with someone and they give me uh, an opinion. My reception is based on how much I'm going to be moved by what he has said. Now, in regards to our Lord Jesus Christ, how are we going to receive him? It's based on how much we believe and by how much it's not in portions no <laughs> it's supposed to be whole it's supposed to be whole why i'm in a state of this is an absolute truth and there's nothing that can change about that and regardless of how the world is at the moment or it shall be in future there's nothing that can change 
about the Lord Jesus Christ because he's an absolute truth. And because so many things have tried to define our identity, many of us have kind of been shaken in one way or another. And the sad bit is the body of Christ hasn't been an exception because things have continued to happen and either cautiously or subconsciously, we've also aligned ourselves in one way or another. Because I can give you an example. There are certain countries, let me give you an example of the U.S., where you'll find churches that are divided on ethnicity. So you'll find the Hispanics uh, having their own churches. And the, the church can even operate for months without seeing maybe uh, a Caucasian person or without even seeing uh, a black congregant. And, 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 and the same goes for, uh, for the black churches and so forth. Because that is how they operate. So you'll hear things like racial uh, appropriation. Uh, I remember in 2016, uh, uh, there is a movie that, that was adapted, that was uh, 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 supposed to give, uh, uh, wow, what can I say, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, to give credit, really, to, to the reputation of Nina Simone, who uh, was a musician, okay, but widely uh, regarded as uh, a civil rights uh, uh, movement uh, uh, activist. Uh, the, the role was portrayed by Zoe uh, Saldana. And the crazy thing is that there was a lot of talk because apparently she wasn't qualified enough for the role. Why? She was light-skinned. <laughs> and yet Nina Simone, apparently, her, her, her skin uh, was, was a bit dark, apparently. But who is Zoe Saldana? Because, uh, well, she has a Dominican father and, uh, and a mother from Puerto Rico. So she's always identified as, uh, as, uh, as black. Okay, in a way, as black, much as she's of mixed race, uh, both Hispanic and black. So you, you, you find things like this happening in the world because these are people who for generations have always said that they have been segregated against and these are people who for so long are still trapped in the mindset of, of slavery because apparently so many things happened to them over hundreds of years ago where they were trapped and forced to do certain things that they were never supposed to do and because of the slavery, they still blame what is happening to them now because of what happened so many years ago. And whoever doesn't seemingly okay, uh, try to align themselves with what their mindset is, is easily cancelled. Whether you're a black or not, you're supposed to move with that same mindset. And this is how the liberal culture is supposed to be, apparently. 
So, you are supposed to, okay, you can freely think whatever you want, but you also have to act the same way. We act. How is that supposed to be liberal? But you see, when we talk about slavery, at a certain point, we've all been in a state of slavery, history-wise. Okay? Because this is how the culture was, even from the biblical era and times. We saw maid servants, saw people buying slaves, and so forth. Even uh, Joseph was sold as a slave to Egypt. And of course we know how his brothers and his descendants also ended up as slaves there. Where they worked for 400 years in slavery. And other, uh, uh, other uh, uh, ethnicities will also t- t- tell you about the stories of slavery and so forth. But are those the things that are supposed to define them even in this era as is? Okay, it's understandable. I've talked about so many things that are really happening in the world as is. Okay. It's understandable if the people who don't, who don't know Christ do that. It's understandable. It's okay. Let them do what fits into their mindset. But for you, a child of God, where do you stand? And what is your understanding of life? And what is that thing that you hold so esteemed and dear to you that cannot be shaken? Are you also driven by things that you see in the natural? Are you also driven by the color of your skin? Are you also driven by a certain throng that you belong to and a people that you associate yourselves with? because you're looking for relevance. You see, when we give our lives to Christ, there are so many things that are supposed to change, and there are so many things that we move with that there shouldn't be any trace of the world in us. Because as we continue preparing for the soon return of Christ, there are things that are constantly aligning themselves away from our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, when we look around the world, this is something that is already evident. And this is something that is already widely spread, where people have only aligned themselves to what meets uh, the confines of their comfort. And whoever doesn't uh, come into that gap, they are cast aside. And the moral code and uh, the moral compass is driven by their narrative and their agenda. 
uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, when, when we look at some of the movements that have been portrayed, okay, the movements that have been portrayed, uh, for example, I, and uh, uh, th- there is a writer, Chimamanda uh, Ngozi Adichie, uh, a few weeks ago she was talking about how she was mocked uh, be, uh, in the aftermath of her losing both uh, her parents within, within a space of 12 months, really. Uh, and uh, the transgenders were mocking her uh, uh, over it and calling it karma because she had earlier on had an altercation with uh, with another writer, uh, 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 young writer uh, called I think Akweke, who felt condemned by this older writer because for her she did not fit into the transgender uh, narrative. And because they were trying to push for something and acceptance, whoever doesn't seem to agree with them is put outside. So they are going to mock you. I remember the Christian uh, basketballer, Jonathan Isaac, last year when he damaged his ACL and was out, ruled out for a year, people were mocking him. Why? Because he refused to take the knee during the Black Lives Matter movement and they were calling him a sellout. But the man stood and said for him, as a Christian, he's going to be defined by his Lord Jesus Christ. So he cannot be defined by the color of his skin. So why does he have to kneel? Because the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ is enough. And we are only going to move by that. And because of that, people were mocking him when he got injured. And others even went to the state of saying that even Jesus Christ would have taken the knee. Seriously? Our Lord Jesus Christ? Our Lord Jesus Christ? What are the things that define you? And what is your identity in Christ? Because at a certain point, we are going to be put in a state where we have to decide. While the world is pushing all this bit of uh, the neoliberal movement and the work culture, for you, where do you stand? And what is that thing that you hold without even someone having to influence you? you believe because like the scripture tells us for men shall be lovers of their own selves choosing for them whatever fits their narrative that is what they're going to go with that's how selfish they're going and if you do not align yourself well adios You see, our walk in salvation, it's not supposed to be just a feel-good kind of thing, Uh, like a violin played uh, at the right tune. No, it's it's not supposed to give you just temporary sensations. Because there is eternity that we are headed for. 
there is eternity. And if the Lord is not able to change you, then that means you're probably believing something else. The scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Every aspect of you is supposed to be driven by this new identity in Christ. And there's nothing that should ch- uh, uh, change that aspect of you. And if you find yourself in a situation where your faith is being compromised, only look unto him who is the author and finisher of our faith. Because in as much as the world can change, in as much as modernization is going to come, technology and growth in so many aspects of life, education, whatever, science, the one thing that cannot change is our Lord. Is our Lord. So what if knowledge shall increase? Of course it shall, because the Bible tells us so. But let me tell you, knowledge has a name. And we know that everything that has a name bows down to the name of Jesus Christ. So for any kind of knowledge that is not aligned with our Lord Jesus Christ, that is not aligned to bring glory to our Lord Jesus Christ, that is dung. People might portray it as science. People might portray it as fundamental and a breakthrough discovery. But that is dung. We are in a world where we no longer have a backbone as children of God. Where we are afraid to speak certain things where we are afraid to voice our opinions because we don't want to be cancelled. We do not want to be cast aside because we are all looking for survival. Hmm. I remember there is a prophet, uh, the husband of Takoa, Amos. The scripture tells us in Amos chapter 7 verse 10, Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. (laughs) Ha ha. So we... (laughs) But did it stop Amos from prophesying? No. He continued. They, they had to conspire against him that, you know what, we cannot handle this man. The land cannot bear his words. And for us, we are afraid to say things which apparently the land can, cannot bear. So we have to fuse Uh, some of our words and mix them with the acceptable trends and principles in the world as is. 
So the things which would have held so valuable in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are afraid to voice them. We are afraid to stand and declare them boldly that this is what I believe. I remember starting with an example about uh, uh, football, how things were years ago. The, the crazy bit is that this kind of thing is extending even beyond the pitch, where some of these sportsmen are being given clauses in their contracts that would restrict them from expressing their religious beliefs. Because I know that Neymar has a clause in his contract, uh, which is worth about five million pounds, I think, per year. Just that specific clause, where he's not supposed to express his religious views anyhow. And of course, if, if we are talking about religious views here, we are actually meaning Christ-like views. So you, you cannot just go around posting scripture anywhere. Apparently that brings hate. It brings about division. It brings about uh, 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 a disunity. But you see, <laughs> how did we get here? And how did we find ourselves in these situations where so much has changed? And we are being driven by a certain pilot. Towards a certain place that even we ourselves know that this is dangerous where we are headed. But because we have nothing to do, we have to speak things which the land is able to bear. Lest we won't eat. Huh. At a certain point, we need to stand firm and make certain decisions. We need to stand and show the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. To show that our inheritance is from elsewhere. The scripture tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, glory to God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. How can we be driven in this kind of bondage of fear? Where I'm so cautious about what people are going to think that if I am seen associating maybe with this person, how is it going to be taken? 
I might maybe lose my contract. But is he a believer? Yes. Then continue. The world is not supposed to give you relevance. It's not supposed to give you the platform. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. And there are certain things that are clear. There are certain things that are so clear. And if you esteem the world above the Lord Jesus Christ, then the love of the Father is not in you. The scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see? Where are you headed? And where do you see about your future? What do you want to align yourself with? Our Lord Jesus Christ, when we accepted Him, we got liberty, we got freedom, freedom that only comes from Him. How come now we find ourselves in various states where instead of voicing out our opinions in regards to our Lord Jesus Christ. We can only whisper because we've been muted by the world. You know, some people are so woke that they are asleep. We cannot afford to be asleep. Because the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ is upon us. And we cannot be saying that he will come like a thief in the night. Is that how it's supposed to be for the children of God? No. That's not how it's supposed to be. For us, we are supposed to be aware and rejoice and anticipate. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 tells us, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Glory to God. Are you aware of the times that we live in? And are you aware of the mandate that we are in? And we, and we positioning ourselves in times like this that we stand tall in the church because the Lord is coming for a victorious church. We are not supposed to be defeated. We are not supposed to be in the back benches of society. But that is what it appears to be at the moment. There are some places where you cannot freely open up about God because it's a criminal offense. 
I know that. And we've seen that. But are we able to stand tall even in the midst of persecution and declare boldly that Jesus is my Lord and I do not care what you guys do to me. I do not care. She remember the apostles uh, in the Acts of the Apostles. The scripture tells us of how Peter was given lashes Then he goes about celebrating because he had been counted worthy to suffer shame in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ha! Hallelujah. For having been counted worthy to suffer shame. Can you imagine? Rejoicing. But for us, the moment someone hears that they are going to be deplatformed, it's enough to it's enough to mute them, because now you're worried. How am I going to feed my children? You know there are certain scriptures that we see in the Word of God, and we wonder how uh, relevant they are also in our times and whether they can be manifest before us. So we think maybe this is too good to be true. You know Matthew 6 25 tells us therefore I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Glory to God. Of course it's one thing when someone is saying, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. It's one thing when someone is telling you, but for them, they're satisfied. And for you who is being told not to worry, you don't even remember the last time you had a decent meal. You, you, need, uh, you see, I, I love testimonies. Uh, one time I was listening to a testimony by the granddaughter of the great evangelist. Smith Wigglesworth, how uh, when the Lord told uh, her, her mother uh, and, and her, of course, to come to, to Zambia to evangelize, and they didn't have that much money, so they just came to Zambia to preach the gospel. So they rented this house, and there was nothing really in the house. It was just a plain house. They knew that well, the Lord had sent them. But they needed a manifestation, a sign, because they were in dire straits. They needed money. They needed to feed. They needed uh, a better environment for them uh, to, to give them kind of a conducive environment to, to minister. So now they're in this house, and they're wondering, okay, now what next? So uh, they hear a knock on the door. 
So this young girl runs and opens the door, and she sees uh, some gentlemen who had brought in uh, uh, brand new chairs. And the gentleman just uh, t- told her, we've come to deliver these. So she ran to her mom and told her uh, the story. And the mom was like, no, but we did not order for any chairs. Tell them to go back. And she said, don't you trust the Lord? <laughs> so when the chairs came into the house, it's incredible. It was a miracle after miracle. And their whole stay in Zambia was a huge, huge success. Of course, some of these stories might be told and you wonder and and say, maybe it's just a fairy tale, maybe they're just lying. But you doubt the scripture where he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When you hear of that scripture, is it life unto you? Or it's just mere words? How much have we cultivated our identity to the extent that we do not need the affairs of the world to define us? That we are only defined by what we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's crazy the environments that we live in. And each and every day things are only going to get worse. Colossians 1.12 tells us that we give thanks unto the Lord who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has already qualified us by virtue of us being his children. (laughs) Do you look at yourself as an outsider or someone who is a part of this family? of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you know these things. You're supposed to know these things. The world is not supposed to define us. It's not supposed to drive us. The Lord has told us these things. Glory to God. The scripture tells us in John 15 verse 15, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Glory to God. He has showed us these things. But how much do we believe these things? How much do we want to drink from his cup? How thirsty are we? The Bible tells us, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Glory to God. John 7, 37. It's only our Lord Jesus Christ who is able to quench our thirst. Society cannot define us. Our ethnicity cannot define us. 
Let the liberals come up with their own agenda. Let the people decide what they want to see. But for as long as your conscience is not right, do not accept it. Do not accept what your conscience doesn't feel right about. Glory to God. It's a time for us to stand. It's a time for us to show our true faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, holding unto the mystery of faith with a pure conscience. And of course, we already know that the just shall live by his faith. Arise and show forth our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not going to seek for relevance. They can burn all they want. Burn us from saying certain things. Deplatform us. But let your voice be heard. Do not be afraid to speak about our Lord Jesus Christ because that is our true identity. May you arise and may you win. God bless you.